another podcast of Iconic Freedom. We are talking about the formula. What is the formula? Well, it is a set of standards that you hold for yourself that reflect your integrity and character forged from the level of accountability and responsibility you've created in your life by the choices you've made in your own self-interest. Wow, that's a lot. So what does all that mean? (laughs) Well, the formula for you is you set your standards. You make your choices out of your own self-interest. Topics we've talked about, right? That your own self-interest is the motivation for which every choice you make is forged. And in making those choices, you want to take ownership, which means you want to be accountable. And you want to be able to respond to the choice. If you make a choice to get behind the wheel of your car, you want to be able to respond to that choice. So presumably, for the most part, you wouldn't get behind the wheel of your car when you're drunk uh, because you're not able to respond to the choices that you're making and you're not able to respond to the other choices that other drivers are making. So hopefully that makes sense (laughs) Uh, in in a nutshell. Um, Last week, we talked about various aspects of freedom and control and manipulation. And I want to touch base on that a little bit before we talk about the profile of a victim. So what is control and manipulation? And briefly, I touched on it, which is that we're not giving people a choice. We basically are trying to control their choices or we're trying to manipulate their reality. How do people manipulate reality? That's a great question. They do it a lot through emotion. They do it a lot by telling a story. A couple of weeks ago, I talked about on the podcast of, you know, people always want to tell you their story because they're hoping that you're going to forgive them whatever's going on, um, that you're going to excuse their behavior. So they tell you a story and... I hypothesize to you that it's irrelevant. It doesn't really matter what the story is. What matters is the choice. Now, when we look at defending ourselves, that's a factual situation by which we can observe, right? Uh, When we go into a situation where, you know, say you're on, on the stand and you're in court and, you know, they're saying, you know, you pulled the trigger. Indeed, I did. I was defending my life. Those are facts. Those are things that we are looking at that we can factually say, just by observation, this is the reality. What is reality? You know, and I don't know that we've really touched on this a lot yet, but I want to just a bit. Reality is the observation of what is before you without any emotion. And we'll talk about emotion in future podcasts because... People live in their emotions. Oh my God, do they live in their emotions? (laughs) And they want everybody to validate their emotions and they want everybody to care about their emotions. Blah, blah, blah. It's just like, you know, we've become a society that has overindulged people in their emotions. You probably remember like in the 80s and the 90s and, you know, all that self-help garbage that, you know, people went through. Now, granted, I'm sure that some of that did help people, but what it really did was it started setting people up to be victims to things, to self-inflict their own victimization because people weren't acknowledging their emotions. And your emotions are for you. 
they're indicators to you. They're like little tiny red flags within you that are just telling you, pay attention. That's all it's trying to do. It's trying to whisper in your ear, tap you on the shoulder, smack you upside the head until you pay attention. So this idea of people manipulating and controlling you through their emotions or their emotional story, I really want to encourage you to pay attention, to become red-pilled, if you will, regarding where people are doing this. Where are they trying to give you an excuse? You know, oh, I'm late because, you know, I was trying to get this thing together and and then all these things started happening and I was standing on my chair and I slipped off my chair and I fell and, oh my gosh, who cares? You know, uh, I got behind the wheel of a car and then, you know, I wasn't paying attention and then this other person pulled out. Oh, I, I think you just told me in the story that you weren't paying attention. That's where all of this shenanigans begins. <laughs> I mean, it is the simplicity of that. When people start trying to tell you a story, ask yourself, is this relevant to a conversation where I want to know this information, or are they just making an excuse for whatever's going on? Most of the time when you're interacting with your universe, you'll have friends and family that, you know, they're telling you a story about things that went on in their life. That's different. What I'm talking about is when people are trying to tell you a story because they're trying to manipulate and control you. They're trying to find a way around their owning of their own choices. They're being responsible for their own choices. And it happens in very subtle ways, sometimes in ways that you don't even realize. You walk away and you're like, wait, what? That person just got me to say something. They just got me to do something that I didn't want to do. Well, if that's the case, First of all, you have to own your own choices. They didn't get you to do anything, but they were trying to manipulate and control and influence you. And it's really an important aspect of the nature uh, of interactions with people, the nature of relationships with people, the nature of the media, of your government, your friends, your family, your job, your boss. Look for the subtle things where people are trying to give you a story instead of just giving you facts and giving you information and allowing you to make a choice and a decision. People control other people by limiting information, by trying to evoke emotions from them by withholding information from them. How many times do you see in a movie where the two leads are sitting there talking and all of a sudden they're having a conflict and one of them says, I was trying to protect you. I, I was trying to make it easier for you or I was trying to save you from something. And I always laugh at those lines and I think to myself, the people that write that crap, it's like, <laughs> do you ever realize how manipulative that is? I mean, do, do you watch those movies and you see those things? It, it occurred to me yesterday when I was driving that uh, there was a movie called The Mirror Has Two Faces. And I know some of the listeners out there are going to hate that I'm making this Streisand reference. But there's a movie called The Mirror Has Two Faces. And in the movie, uh, the protagonist, uh, she's a teacher and all this stuff. She's overweight, blah, blah, blah. And she falls in love with this really good-looking guy, yada, yada, yada. Anyways, so... 
Later, towards the end of the movie, she goes through a transformation where she loses weight and she puts on makeup and she does her hair and all this other stuff. He comes home from a trip and sits down to have dinner with her and he's in shock. He can't believe the way she looks. Uh, Does he think it's amazing? I don't know. He's just having an overreaction at that moment. And what ensues in that moment, and I encourage you to go back and watch this now that I'm talking about it when we talk about control and manipulation, is that at one point in the conversation, she says, well, you don't like this. And he's like, well, I guess I'm just going to have to get used to it. And she gets up from the table and she walks over and picks up her coat, puts her coat on, grabs her purse and says, no, you don't. You know, and then she says, I, I've decided I don't want to continue. And, you know, and now she wants to end the relationship. Well, what's fascinating about looking at that moment is she already pre-planned what she was going to do. Isn't that fascinating? She didn't know how he would respond, but she pre-planned the idea that I'm going to get up, I'm going to put my coat on, grab my purse, and I'm going to leave. If he doesn't happen to agree with whatever it is I want, blah, 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 whatever. Um, The conversation, the relationship is so dysfunctional, it's not even funny. However, aside from that, it's an interesting moment to look at and see the subtle manipulation and control. Was everything that she was saying in that moment genuine? Was it true? Was it reality? Or was she merely setting him up to be able to walk away if he didn't accept her as she was? You know, we did a lot of that in the 80s and 90s. You know, accept me as I am. It's just like, uh, you know, be whoever you want, and I'm going to be whoever I want. And if those things don't connect and we don't like it, then we will walk away. What is one of the realities of life? We move towards something or we move away from it. Those are the only two options. There is nothing else. I've had people start to argue and I'd be like, no, no, (laughs) your choices move towards something or away from it. You want to lose weight? You move towards losing weight by the choices that you're making. You want to leave a relationship? You move away from the relationship with their choices that you're making. When I was a counselor years ago, people would ask me, you know, well, how do you know that that's what's going on? And I'd, I'd be like, listen, this isn't rocket science. Uh, I'm watching your choices. I'm observing your choices. And you're telling me everything about you with your choices. Your choices in movies, in clothing, in music, in food, uh, I mean, all kinds of stuff that you're doing, TV shows, the, the, the type of person you are, you know, whether you like freedom or you like control, whether or not you want to manipulate, how? By the choices you're making and the stories that you tell about the choices that you're making. So I want to encourage you as you go through the week uh, and we start talking about what the profile of a victim is. Take a look at how people are trying to influence you by their story, control and manipulate you. Look at how the media does that. They want to withhold portions of the story. I touched a little bit about January 6th last week. The media wanted to create a story. 
not the story, but a story, as Dan Bongino would say. And so in order to create a story, they limited information. They withheld things from you. They tried to evoke emotions from you. Listen, for people that are operating basically at a lower level of understanding of cognition or observation of their own life, their own choices, they're going to be very influenced by this stuff. Now, this does not negate their accountability or responsibility, not at all. But what it does is it reflects back to us how these things are happening in our lives in very subtle ways and many times and oftentimes in ways that we're not even aware of. And if you need another example of that, think about how media and Hollywood and commercials and everything want to sexualize everything. It has been very damaging in our world to sexualize other people and to reduce their qualities and the value of who they are down to their body, to the way they look, as though that's the first and foremost thing that's important rather than the quality of who they are. So let's talk about this. So what does it mean and what does it look like to be a victim? Quite often, people don't see their own personality that engages in this behavior. It's always the other guy. So let's start with the easy stuff. A person who sees the world through a filter of things are done to them and to others, rather having made choices that have led to the outcome, is the easiest one to start with. Often, though, people will not see themselves from this perspective. Consequently, what comes to mind is the notion that someone else made a choice and thereby rendered me a victim to the situation. This is never true. You have a choice at any given moment whether you perceive a situation of your own creation or created by someone else. If your boss does not give you a sufficient raise, you have a choice. If your partner doesn't engage with you in a particular way that you prefer, you have a choice. You may not always like your choices, but you always have a choice. And this is a fundamental foundation of understanding that no one is a victim. Ben Franklin once said that the pursuit of happiness is an action. Well, he is correct. Choice is your action toward happiness. Save me, blame you. This is another foundation for those who are victims. The degree to which a person behaves from this perspective will tell you how deep his disease is when it comes to health equaling freedom, where he lacks freedom and he seeks control. Self-loathing and self-hating are fundamentals of those who have unresolved issues. This manifests itself by criticizing others, judging others, controlling others, manipulating others, manipulation by limiting information, control by limiting choice, telling others how to live their lives, not allowing others to develop self-reliance. How did all this start? Well, aside from what genetics will uncover, I say at one time in our future, Most of the development happens from childhood and gets reinforced through adult life. Don't go down the road of blaming your parents. That's just deflection and distraction. Regardless of how your parents raised you, as an adult, you have choices to make that create the outcomes in your life. What I want to explore in future episodes is the fact that society has really played into this idea of not making you rely 
on your own internal authority and to read your own internal signals of whether or not you like something, they want you to image build, you know, oh, you know, don't judge Susie, you know, because of that, or, you know, why don't you try to get along with those people? And, you know, if you have a child that says, I don't want to hang out with that, with him or with her. Well, instead of saying, okay, well, that's fine. You don't have to. It's more, you know, well, be nice, be kind. Why, why, why do you have to, you know, be so um, antagonistic or why, you know, I don't know if you're, you would say that to a kid, but, you know, you know, why do you have to be so belligerent or, you know, why can't you be good? And all those things start telling a child to negate their own internal authority and only to listen to sources outside of themselves. And boy, do we have a society doing that now. The wokeism is just running rampant. And I'm telling you, it is a disease that is metastasizing. Okay, that's going to do it for this week. This one's gone a little long, but I think it's kind of worth it. I think these concepts and ideas are really amazing to listen to, to understand, to integrate. They have been huge in my life. I have enjoyed my life so much more. Um, I'm going to tell you, I was one of those whiny little bitches (laughs) that, you know, used to think that everything was done to me and not because of me. And, you know, um, it's taken me a lot of years, a lot of years, a couple of decades to be exact, of paying attention to my moment-by-moment choices and moving to a place where I'm a very happy guy. And I want you to be happy as well. Why? Because in my self-interest, it makes me feel good. Um, Anyways, have a great week. Thank you so much for joining me. Hey, hit that uh, thumbs up button if you can. Share this podcast with your friends and family. Uh, You never know who it might help. You never know what it is they might hear during the podcast that might help them along their journey. And if you're able to subscribe to the podcast, that would be awesome. I would be ever so grateful. Have a great week.